discover the inherent power of well, God in you. You are made a member of the body of Christ. We are bona fide members. You cannot fail. It is impossible. You cannot be poor. It is impossible. It is not possible and it cannot happen. You can try very hard. It won't work. Do you know why? Because you are in Christ. And because you are a member of his body, you reign and rule with him. Hallelujah. If you know that you are seated in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, then you will know who you are. You would know what your name is. Your name is Christ because the head is Christ. But when you make ear every morning, you make ear every day, every moment of your life to listen to him. Oh, your life will be an unending flow of the miracles. Listen to Pastor O.T. Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Sometimes when you see all the things that he has done for you in the Bible alone, make sure you know that he is more than you can ever ask for. He has done more than anybody can ever do for you. He has done more than your father can do for you. Today is Mother's Day. But God is your first mother. Hallelujah. We wish you a happy Mother's Day. Hallelujah. Have you called, I hope you've called your mothers. There are some mothers who chew you if you don't call them. You have to call. Hallelujah. But God is much, much more precious. He is. He is. And you see, you must learn to fall in love with him in your closet. Hallelujah. You must learn to pour your love on him. Like oil upon your... Have you heard that song before? Like oil upon your feet. Like wine for you to drink. Like water from my heart, I pour my love on you. Your praise is like perfume. I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. I pour my love on you. Hallelujah. All that I'm trying to let you know is that you have to fellowship with him. You have to pour your love on him. Some of you are too arrogant in your heart. Oh yeah. You are very, very arrogant. You are check yourself. You can see that you can be very arrogant at times. Hallelujah. You can't even flow with God. You, God can't flow with you. I mean, you are too some, so some way that God can't flow with you. What a shock. A serious shock. Hallelujah. But you must be emotional with him. It is so important. That is when he also feels comfortable to also dwell with you in joy and in excitement. But when you treat his presence as some a terrible and dangerous something, then you may not see that love aspect of him. Hallelujah. I would say that God is love. In other words, love is God. God is many things. But the most important one, or the key thing is that he's God. He's love. Hallelujah. So I want you to extend your heart to him. 
Hallelujah. Let him know how much you love him. Because he has done so much for you. He says, all my delight is in you, Lord. All of my hope. You see, you let him know that he is all you have. He's all I have. There's nothing more that I have. I don't have any uncle who will sponsor me. I don't have any mother or father who will sponsor me. My mother, my father is, is God. My everything is God. He's all that I have. He's all that I am. Hallelujah. So you must sing to him. Don't be shy. Don't, don't close up. Don't become so some way that God can't even come close to you. You must learn to cry on him. You must learn to pour all that is in you to him. That is the key of David. That is the secret of David. The guy could, he took God as though God was someone who was real to him. He couldn't see him with his optical eyes. He couldn't hear him with his ears. But he believed that he was with him. And he believed that if this man, or if this God, rather, is with me, then he needs to be fellowshiped with. That is why God said, I found David a man after my own heart. Because that guy's heart was different from every other person in his generation. He would sing psalms and hymns to him. You should learn to make psalms and hymns to him. It is a key thing concerning the infilling of the Holy Ghost. As you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you begin to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to him. You just begin to make melodies to him in your heart. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. All my delight is in you, Lord. All of my hope. All of my hope. All of my future is in you. And all of my strength is in you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. That is why I ask the question, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Let it show. Let it show. Let the whole world see that you love him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I want to continue what I've been sharing with you in times past, for the last, I think, one week or so, concerning the benefits of ministry materials. Hallelujah. The benefits of ministry materials. And I've been sharing it in line with growth in the Lord. And I've mentioned so many things already. I've mentioned how that when you become born again, you are born as a freshly a fresh new baby. And the name that is given to you or the name that scriptures attach to that particular state is called the Breforce. Hallelujah. There's a scripture in Timothy that says this. It says that you, Timothy, know from, a, from your childhood how that the scriptures are able to make you wise. You know from your youth. You know from your childhood. That word child used there is Breforce. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 3.15 Let me read from verse 14. It says, But continue thou in, these, in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child, and that from a child, from a child, that word child there is what? It's force. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. The scriptures are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, 
which is in Christ Jesus. The scriptures are able to make you wise. It says, as a child. You remember what, what we used, the, the, the verse we used for before. First uh, Peter chapter 2 verse 2. It says that, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. You see, a child is admonished to have close fellowship with the word of God. It says that you know from a child that the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. That word salvation there is soteria. It is able to make you wise unto soteria. Soteria is salvation, a total salvation or enjoying the packet, the total pack, uh, salvation package for you. Are you getting it? So someone can become born again but will never ever enjoy the package in salvation. The package in salvation includes health, divine health. Yeah, the package in salvation includes divine prosperity. But if a brief force does not make any attempt to grow, does not, you see, a growth is up to you. Growth is what? It's up to you. Growth is not subject to someone else. It's not subject to an external person. Are you getting it? It's not subject to an external person. If you are a child, a newborn baby, and we are feeding you, and you don't, you don't want to feed, what, am I the one who puts the food in your mouth and then slaps you and opens your mouth for it to go into your gut, into your, into your intestines? Am I the one who does that? No, a child must be willing to chew. Hallelujah. A child must be willing to chew. Growth is a decision you make. You decide to grow. He says, Paul planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. You see, you may not be able to give yourself increase, but you can do the planting, you can do the sowing. And the watering. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me at all? Is what I'm saying making any sense. Growth is a choice. You decide to grow. You make a choice to grow. You decide that I want to grow. This year, I want to grow in the Lord. It is a decision you must take. Probably you've been born again for five years, but then you don't even know what it means to be born again. It's a decision you must take. You must decide to grow. And if you decide to grow, I give you six months, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised as what you'll be doing or where you'll get to in the Lord. God is not looking for babes. He's not looking for brave forces. Nobody does anything with a child. A child is a bedding. A child is a bedding. Haven't you noticed? Nobody wants his child to remain a child. Everybody wants his child to become what? To become a big man. If you were still a child, you wouldn't have been separated from your mother. You wouldn't even know what it means for her, for that to be mother's day to even call. Every parent desires that the child grows and becomes a, ma- a man, a matured man, a matured woman. So that he or she can also function and be a blessing to him, the parent as well. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So you must make a decision to grow. You must decide to grow. And the materials for deciding to grow or the materials that will help you be able to plant and be able to water is the word of God. Hallelujah. That is the material. And the word of God is what we have shared with you. We have not shared with you cunningly devised fables of men. I've I've not shared uh, things from my mind to you. I've shared things from the word of God to you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you must endeavor to grow. You must get the tapes. He says, my son, 
Incline thine ear unto my saying. Listen to the words. Pluck your ears from the world. If you listen to what the world is saying concerning you, you will die. You will not be able to live the life that God has given to you. That is the truth of the gospel. If you hear these things I'm saying for just one hour, and even when we are preaching for two hours, you become angry in the system. I pray that if you get angry, may God cure your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because this is what you need to grow. This is what you need to be able to do well in life. You don't have any hope anywhere. You might be thinking about someone. There's something, you know, the, the chief folks pray about something called the spirit of disappointment. And if you go to some of these local chief prophetic services, eh, they pray a lot about spirit of disappointment. Do you, you know what spirit of disappointment? I've been, I've been there before, so I know. Spirit of disappointment. Then they'll be clapping, clap, clap, clap. Praying seriously. Spirit of disappointment. Hallelujah. If you are born again and you are not growing, spirit of disappointment will chase you. I'm not saying there's anything like that. But I'm just saying, I'm just borrowing the attempt to, to tell you what I want to say. Some of you still think that you have a hope somewhere. You don't have any hope anywhere. I'm here to tell you that you don't have any hope anywhere. You think that your mother is rich, so you are okay. You have a big problem. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Some people think that money they house. They know where they are coming from. So it's like, oh, no problem. That is not true. That is not the reality of life. The reality is that without God, you can do nothing. Oh yeah. Without God, you can do nothing. And the earlier you learn that and decide to sit by the word of God and study it for yourself, the better. Hallelujah. So you must make a decision to grow. It's a decision you must make to grow. I want to grow. What are the things that I need to grow? I need the word of God. I need the Holy Ghost to grow. I must increase my number of hours with the word of God and increase my number of hours with the Holy Ghost so that I can grow. Hallelujah. So you make a conscious effort to do that. I make a conscious effort to listen to messages, to read the Bible, or else you forget. The word is such that you can, it, can, it can make you forget the word of God. You wake up in the morning and then boom, you are gone. In the night you come back and then you are tired. You just look at the Bible and then you sleep. Forgetting that that is your life. You forget that that is your life. Christ is your life. And Christ is the word of God. How can you be separated from the word of God and expect to grow? You can't. You can't. It's not possible. You can't. Hallelujah. So you must make a conscious effort. He says, my son, you incline your ear to my saying. You. He says, look at them. Watch the videos. Read the books. Read the notes. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Read the notes that you are making. Some of you have notes. In fact, everybody should have notes. The scriptures that are quoted, you put them down. You write what was said about them. That is how you grow. You go back, you read them. You don't put them somewhere and bring them back on Tuesday evening or bring them back on Sunday and then you are piling things up and piling things up and piling things up. Don't let us become like that. Hallelujah. If you are in school, what they teach you in the university or in the tertiary level is such that one small topic can be, can be a career. You know, one topic that they teach you. If you, if you are a MEC student, eh, you are a MEC student, tell me one course. Strength of materials. Can't you develop a career on it alone? 
and forget about all the other ones. So all the other ones is waste. If you are going to, you see, if you become a master student, you'll be specializing in one small area. If you become a, doc, a, a doctor, or a, if you get a, try to get a PhD, you're becoming a specialist of another very small area. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? So the higher you go, the more specialized it becomes. Is that not true? In the same way, you don't really need a lot of revelation. You know, some of you think that spiritual growth is abundance of revelation. Some of you think that the more you can hear about ghosts and dragons and Leviathan and cockatrice in the Bible and Orion and Pleiades and blah, blah. It's like the more you hear about such things, the more you grow. That is not true. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a deception. The Bible says, flee you fool us. When he was talking about fleeing you fool us, he was not talking about fornication. He was talking about mysterious mysteries that people are seeking for in our day. The abundance of knowledge. People go to places because of what they will hear. Because they, when they go, hey, I will hear cockatrice today. How the cockatrice was created. What is that? That is not growth. That ain't growth. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. It's a deception from the pit of hell. And you better know what to do. It's not the abundance of knowledge that makes any difference. It's settling on the on what has been given to you. It's understanding what has been given to you. If you are not understanding all the things that we are giving to you, you may not grow. If I'm t- teaching about Orion, and they are all in the Bible, if you've never heard of it before. Orion and Pleiades and Leviathan. They are all in the Bible. Hallelujah. How many of you have heard before? Septics. I can teach you on septics and thrones and crowns and some things. I can teach you about world world things. But if those things that I'm teaching you are not being studied and are not being understood by you and are not helping you to grow, then you have a problem. Hallelujah. So spiritual knowledge or increase in the Lord is not subject to abundance or how much you know in your head. It's how much has settled in your heart. How much you have brooded upon. How much you have meditated upon. How much you have become one with the word of God. On that day, Jesus will not be asking you, did you know about the cockatrice? You didn't know? Out. Did you know about the Leviathan? You didn't know? Out. Did you know that someone comes, I knew about the cockatrice, I knew about the Leviathan, I knew about I knew about applied. My son, my son, enter that. You will not say that. That's not what you will say. How well do you look like him? Are you getting it? How well do you look like him? Are you sharing in his glory? Have you allowed the word of God to form and to be molded in you? That is what you'll be looking at. Not any other thing. Hallelujah. So there are some people who are running around. Think it, saying, even condemning other people, condemning other preachers. Do you see? They are condemning, they condemn people like Reverend Hagen, or condemn people, a lot of people, that this person doesn't know anything, he hasn't preached about cockatrice before, so he's not spiritually grown. That is stupidity from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. What do you think? Don't think. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. If you check all the men of God that have grown, or that have been around, most of them have one scripture. One scripture. How many of you guys speak Ghana? Scripture. One scripture. If you pick someone like an Hagen. One scripture. What was the scripture? Mark 11, 21. 23. 22, 23, 24. Those were his scriptures. And that is all his life revolved around. And he made a lot of change. Why? Because he allowed that word to settle in the south. He allowed that word to get him to grow in the Lord. That word helped him see visions. That word helped him get to many places. 
And it's not the abundance of whatever that you gather upon yourself that makes any difference. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So sometimes some of you, some of you preachers who are here, you preach and then your, your, the knowledge you have, it's just knowledge you are sharing. The person you are sharing the thing with is not being impacted. Why? Because the thing has not formed part of you. Are you getting it? It is not coming out of your heart. You are sharing from your notes. You may not be quoting, you may not be referring to the notes to share with me. Do you see? But the notes has been printed in your, in your mind and you are sharing. Notes from your head. No impact is made. That is wrong. We have been called to make impact. That is our duty. Called to what? Make impact. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, setting on the word. Listen to what has been preached to you. Listen to it. Two hours is not enough. One and a half hours is not enough. Listen to the messages again and again and again and again and again and again. And allow what is being shared to settle on your heart. I have preached concerning so many things. They are all there. If you notice that you don't really understand what the law means, get to them. To them. I want to know about all the things that have been preached concerning law in the Bible. Get them and then listen to them. You will see that you will get, you'll be, you will get blessed. You will be increased. It's a decision you must make. Oh, hallelujah. Then you look for books around that particular topic. And then you learn it. You study it. But if you sit down waiting for the, the thing to fall down to you like manna, you, you will wait for a very long time. You will wait for a very, very long time. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Am I making any sense at all? It is, it's a decision you, you take. It's a decision you must make. So we are talking about growth in the Lord. Growth in the Lord. I'm letting you know that it's a decision you take. We mentioned Reforce. We mentioned Pideon. Hallelujah. After being a Reforce, as you grow up, as you learn to receive the word and function with the word, you grow up to become a Pideon. What do you say a Pideon is? One who is contemplating or struggling with things that are of the world. Things that are antichrists. Do you remember? Oh, do you remember? Things that are what? Antichrist. Things that are against Christ. Hallelujah. I shared a lot of things on it. I want you to get the message and listen to. Then we went from Pyrion to what? To Technion. Or Technon. And we learned so many things about Technon. We said that they are the ones who are on the brink of knowing that they are human beings. You know, a baby does not know that he's a human being. A baby... In key terms, it's called abofra. And abofra means yabofra. Do you know? Abofra. Eh? The chi is abofra. And it means that yabofra. It means that you have been created in a mixture. Do you understand? We don't know whether you are a human being or not. We don't know whether you will live or not. That is why a child is not released until after eight days. Seven to eight days. You, you know that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh? Your, your exact nature is not known. Because you see, a child can be crawling on the floor and anything that he or she finds straight goes into the mouth. Some of you have eaten cockroach, cockroaches before. Some of you have eaten aponchi bean before. You know aponchi bean? Goat, goat shit. You have eaten. Don't stop saying, ah, you have eaten it. If you like, let's call your mother right now. 
I mean, you have eaten some things before. Hallelujah. Some of you have eaten some things. Some of them drink kerosene. A child drank kerosene recently. They drink anything. Do you know why he, he drank the kerosene? He saw it in the Coca-Cola bottle. And the mother gave him Coca-Cola in that bottle some time ago. So when he saw it, Coca-Cola. When he was drinking it and was not still tasting as Coca-Cola, he still drank it. Why? Because he's an animal. He's well, a bonafra. He doesn't know who he is. Do you understand? But a technon is one who has started getting to know that he's a human being. He has started getting to know that he's, he's actually a human being. In terms of the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? He's a human being or he, he's getting to know who he is in the Lord. He's locating that he's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's locating who his parents are. He knows that God is his father. And he starts calling God father. Hallelujah. Let's read First John 2.12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Your sins are forgiven. These are, this is to the, the technon. He is the one who is now locating himself. That he's a righteous of God and that he, what, he's not a sinner. And even if he sins, he has what? An advocate with the Father. Christ Jesus the righteous. He gets to know that he has an advocate with his Father. Called Christ Jesus the righteous. And he is forgiven for his name's sake. Are you getting it? So a, a technon is the one who has started locating the fact that he is born again. He is not a sinner. And even if he should sin. You remember I mentioned, I explained what sin is. And I explained the two kinds of sins. Get Those messages are so powerful. If you listen to them over and over again, you will see that you will live as a free person. The devil cannot accuse you. You see, most of you are under accusations. Constant accusations. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. Hallelujah. If you pray for 30 minutes, you will compare you to another person and say that the other person prayed for one hour. Why have you prayed for 30 minutes? And then you are worried. Then you start condemning yourself. You, in fact, you did the right thing. You prayed. But because you didn't pray for an hour, he said that why didn't you pray for an hour? For those of you who have become so spiritual. If you pray for one hour, you say that that person prayed for exercise. Why are you not praying for exercise? You are not growing. That is what he will tell you. Constant accusations. If you don't know who you are and where you are located, you will have a problem. You read a word for five minutes. He says that the other person read it for one hour. Why are you reading it for five minutes? Are you getting it? Are you getting what I'm saying? Constantly accusing you. When you do something wrong, then you are in trouble. This one you are doing right. He's, come, he's accusing you. Now, when you do something wrong, probably you lied. Oh man, you are in trouble. For the next two weeks, you may have a problem. Liar. Liar, liar. He will follow you everywhere. Liar, 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 liar. Constantly accusing you. Is it not true? Constantly accusing you. You should know who you are. And put him where he belongs. Under your feet. Tell him, foolish boy. Get under my, my feet. Get behind me, Satan. Are you understanding? Yeah, stand your ground. Bible says that resist him steadfastly in faith. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? That's the technon. I'm still talking about the technon. Constant accusations. And some of the technos allow those accusations to, to form their perception about God. And form their perception about the, the Christian life. That is what they allow. So they allow the accusations to become what they move by and what they live by. That is why I quoted that scripture to you in Romans. That it is God who justified. It is he who justified. Therefore, who can be against you? Who can say anything to condemn you? The devil cannot condemn you. So the devil cannot condemn me. I refuse to be condemned. 
And the Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ Jesus? Yeah. So if you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for you. And you must stand your ground as a child of God. And say that I refuse to be condemned. You cannot condemn. God is my father. He's not angry at me. I have peace with God. Hallelujah. I have peace with God. You tell the devil to his face that he's a, he's a stupid guy who doesn't have a home address. And that he should find somewhere else to be. But if you allow the accusations to weigh you down, that is where depression comes from. When one accusation comes and then you entertain the accusation. It's like, oh, my God. My God. My God. Eh? My God. How come? Uh, you see, sometimes some of us are also proud, you know. It's like you don't understand why you fell. Big man like me, how can I fall like that? Oh man, what a shock, Lord. If you don't confess and move on, you'll be in trouble. Hallelujah. And when you confess your sins, the Bible says it's faithful and just to forgive you. He has already forgiven you of all your righteousness. Okay? And has cleansed you. So all you do, forgiveness is a package in grace. All you do is to take the forgiveness. Say, I take the forgiveness for myself. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You don't wait for God to forgive you. For when you feel that you are forgiven. You know, some people wait to, to feel that they are forgiven. Hallelujah. They are basing their decisions on feelings. It's like, I don't feel, I just confess, but I don't feel, Pastor. I'm not feeling it, Pastor. I don't feel like I'm righteous. It is not feeling. It is not feeling. Oh, I still feel the guilt. Don't mind what you say. What? Don't mind the guilt. Mind what his word has said. Are you getting me? Mind what his word has said. And not how you feel or don't feel. If you base your decisions and your life on feelings, you are going to be in trouble. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm saying all this to just back, back up on the technology. So don't allow the accuser to what? To get a hold of you. Don't allow guilt to draw you and drain you. Some believers can't even talk when they come to church. When others are coming close to them to say, oh, hello, it's like, unclean, unclean. I'm unclean. It's like I did something wrong last night or I did something wrong two days ago. You don't understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the techno. Then we started talking about the nepios. The next level of growth is what? Nep- say nepios. Say it again. Nepios. N-E-P-I-O-S. And the first scripture I quoted the last time is what? First Corinthians 13, 11. Do you remember? Alright, so let's go there and then begin on the nepios. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, when I was a child, okay? When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That word child there is nepios. The word when eh, implies that it was a stage in his life. Are you getting it? It was a stage in his life. When I was a child. When I was a nepios. I spake as a child. The nepios talk without thinking. Their words are not consistent with who they are. You see, as as, as technon, they have found out who they are and they are still finding out. But they are not consistent. Hallelujah. They are not consistent. Their, their words are not consistent with who they are. 
They talk what they feel. They say what they feel. They say how they feel. So if they feel unrighteous, they say I'm unrighteous. If they feel that they are lying, they say I'm a liar. And they even go to the extent of calling others liars and others unrighteous. Are you listening to me? I li- when, I, when we get to some point, you understand what I'm saying? They get to that extent of calling others names. Who told you that The fact that you feel that you are born in does not mean that all of us are born in for. Hallelujah. What I say is that they say that we are all sinners. It is not true. We are all not sinners. That's not what the Bible says. Hallelujah. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. <laughs> but when I became a man, when I became a man, I put away child, what, the word man there is telios. I'm going to talk about it. When I became a man, I put away childish things. And abuse is the one whose speech, as I said, is not consistent with who he is. Is the one who is learning that he's an heir with God. That is where the appeal is. There's something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. He said that wisdom is justified by all her children. Wisdom is justified by all her children. He was talking about to the Pharisees. Okay? Now, the words that Jesus was using is actually is a, is a, is a Hebraism. It's a Hebraism that Jesus used. Matthew eleven nineteen. Go to, go go back to verse sixteen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is just talking. Jesus is the one talking. He says, "But where unto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows." The word "children" is is pideon. Okay, it's a derivative of pideon. He says, uh, "It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows." Next verse. Let's go on. And saying, we have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they say he has a devil. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, behold, a glutinous man, a dianepefo, and a wine barber, a wine barber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. But wisdom is justified. That word, but wisdom is justified of her children, means that <laughs> maturity is measured by consistency in speech. In other words, you, might, you must be consistent in your, in your speech. Are you getting it? The, the reason why Jesus was saying that was that John and himself came from the same place. When they, for the same cause, they were all for the same cause. But because of what the Jews saw concerning John, they said something concerning John. And because of what they saw concerning Jesus, they also said something concerning him. Their speech was not consistent with their reality. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So when Jesus said that, but wisdom is justified of, by all her children, he meant that consistency in speech is very important. You must be consistent in your speech. Then the appeals is not justified by wisdom. Why? Because he's not consistent in his speech. He's not learning. He's, he's even now learning how to speak. You remember I said that a child, the Tekron is the one now locating who he is. Okay? The Nepios is the one who is now learning how to talk in the spirit. Or learning how to talk in the Lord. He's learning how to talk. How to communicate. 
You see, the communication that some people have in the Lord is not right communication. They don't even know how to communicate with each other. They can't, they don't even know how to communicate with God. They don't even know what to say concerning their own selves. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So someone coming born again and everything, but then he doesn't know how to talk. He doesn't know how to communicate. He doesn't know how to speak concerning who he is and communicate that in every circumstance of life. Whether he feels good or not, he says, I'm healthy. I walk in divine health in the name of the Lord. He doesn't go all over the place. I'm sick. Oh, you know I'm sick. You know I'm sick. You see, even though you are learning, you are talking, you are not talking in line with the word of God. And that makes you an appeals who is not growing. Are you understanding me? The word nephews means an untaught child, an unskilled child, an untaught, unskilled child, untaught in terms of speech, unskilled in the word of God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. You see some more there. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Oh, hallelujah. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he's a babe. For he's a babe. That word babe there is nepios. He's a babe. He's unskillful in the word of righteousness. He doesn't know how to use the word of righteousness for his benefits. Are you learning? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let's read the amplified version of this particular verse. Hebrews 5.13. You see what I'm talking about. The amplified clearly makes us know what it means. It says that for everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will in purpose, in thought, and in action. In purpose, you see, that Nepios is the one who is learning how to conform everything concerning him to the word of God in what? In his purpose, in his what? In his thoughts, and in his actions. Hallelujah. Get, notice that one. In his thoughts, in his purpose, and in his what? His actions. Then he says that for he's a mere infant, not able to talk yet. Nepius. He's unable to what? Communicate yet. Are you getting it? So that Nepius must humble himself to be taught to grow and to be taught to speak. The key thing about growing from an Nepius upwards is allowing yourself to be taught. Hallelujah. You must be taught what to say. You need a tutor, you need a governor to help you learn who you are. And to help you learn how to speak in all circumstances of life. If things are not working in your family, who should, who should you see? You should speak concerning it. You are the one, you are the manager of your home. You are the manager of your life. You should learn to take control of your life. You see, then the is the one who will tell that all the things that you are now you are responsible for. All that you are now, you are, you are responsible for your whole life. You are responsible for what is happening to you now. Are you understanding me? If you are, if you are becoming sickly, it is your responsibility. Why? Because it is in your mouth. Health is in your mouth. The more you talk health, the more you receive and live health. The Nepios must be taught and he must be humble. Yet many Nepioses are not humble enough. They don't want to be planted. They don't want to be settled in order to grow. They are the ones who are moved by any wind of doctrine. Let me, let's read some more. What do you think? Let's read some more in the Bible. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Go, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 12. 
Let's read verse 14 instead. Verse 14. Then we'll come back, okay? It says that we henceforth be no more children. That word children is nephews. Nephews. That we be henceforth no more nephews. Untaught, unskilled, unlearned what? Children. Children who don't know how to speak. It says they are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Anything at all that comes, they take in. They are the ones who put everything into their mouth. Instead of learning how to talk and how to communicate. Instead of learning how the, the language in the land in which they are, which is Christ. They take everything and anything that comes their way. Instead of following the doctrine that they are being taught, they don't follow it. They do something else. They follow something else. They don't learn how to sit down. They don't know how to sit in a church. And even if they make a choice concerning a church, they'll make a poor choice concerning a church. They'll sit in a church that is full of law. Because that is what they like. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That we have what be no more nephews. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of what doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in which receive so they can be easily deceived. They are either learning so many languages they can't, they, they can't speak the language of God. They can't talk. He says they are unable to talk yet. They are unable to talk yet. They can't speak. They can't, their speech is not consistent with what the word of God says. The word of God says they are righteous. They say they are sinners. The word of God says they are living under grace. They say they are living under law. They may not say it the way I'm saying it, but their speech lets them let us know where they are. You see, the abuses are caused by their speech. We catch you by your speech. As you speak, we know who you are. Hallelujah. As you speak, we know the level upon which you are. You keep talking about how inferior you are. When God says he has made you superior to all things, that is what you, they keep talking about, how, how they have, they have problems and every, they keep talking about that. Nephews. Toss to and fro. When they hear that this man of God is coming, giggly, giggly, they will go. Their ears are itchy. They are trying to listen to everything and everything, anything, some. And hence they are, they are deceived. The key to growth for an nephews is what? It's settling. It's allowing him or herself to, to be taught. Is becoming someone called a disciple. In a church, we have members and we have disciples. The disciples are those who are ready and willing to learn, who take notes and are willing to learn and speak in their lives. Are you listening to me? Or am I making sense? Hallelujah. That we have to be no more children. If you go up, you see what he was talking about. He says that and he gave some apostles and some pastors and some prophets and some teachers and some evangelists. Okay? Go go back. Go back. Go to verse 11. You see what I'm saying there. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Next verse. Please hurry up. And for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This is the purpose that the Nepiosis get is to know about. He's to confirm his, confirm his purpose to this purpose. That I am here to learn. I am here to be taught by the pastors and prophets and teachers around. I am here to learn. I am here to be edified. So that I can also edify the body of Christ. Are you getting me? The other ones who, who must, they must sit down. They must, they must. Go to Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. You see what I'm talking about there in clear terms. Galatians 4 1. 
Oh, hallelujah. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, the heir, as long as he's a child, as long as he's a child, this is another, another thing altogether. He didn't say when he's a child. He said as long as he's what? He's a child. That, that word child there is nepios. Okay? So, the nepios stage is a stage that one can be in for a very long time. Are you getting it? It's a stage in which one can be what? Can be in a very long time. There are so many believers who are not willing to sit anywhere. They are not willing to listen. Even when they are sitting in church, their minds are somewhere. They are not following what is happening in the house. Are you getting me? Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? They are not listening to what is happening in the house. They are not becoming what the house says they should become. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And the more you stay like that, the longer your growth will be, will be prolonged. As long as the air, the, an air is one who has been made master over all things. Are you getting it? The air is the one who has been made what? Master over what? Over all things. He says that the master, the heir, the king, as long as he remains a babe and is unable to talk. One key thing about a king is speech. Is speech. Say speech. The Bible says that what the word of the king is, there's what? There's power. The king speaks and things happen. But the Nepios is, since he decides to be there, he will never be able to run things in his own life. Let alone run things in another person's life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You see, the life of God is such that it must dominate you and dominate all of your environment. But the first thing, the first level of dominion is what? It's you, your personal life. You must learn how to handle, you must learn how to handle your flesh. Don't say that, oh, I, my flesh wanted it, so I did it. No. No. Then the Pius is the one who behaves like that. And the Pius is growing, learns to hold his body, his flesh in. He learns to hold his flesh in. He doesn't allow his flesh to let him do things that he is not supposed to do. Keep your finger in Galatians 4. Go to 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, 3 and let me show you some more about the Nephews. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 3.1 And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Even as unto babes. Even as unto babes. The word babes is what? Nephews. I couldn't speak unto you as, what, as unto spiritual, but as unto babes. I said that Nephews is a stage that people, a lot of people are locked in. They are locked in because of their unwillingness to what? To learn. Their unwillingness to become students of the word. Their unwillingness to learn what the word of God really says concerning them. So they keep saying foolish things. Believers, you see, the, the, the Christian work is full of believers who talk against the word of God. It's, some of our mothers are like that. Some of our fathers are like that. They have been appearances for a very long time. They have never grown out of it. Is it not true? Yeah. They tell you of how they are suffering. And tell you of how things are not working. If things are not working, what should you do? You must speak and dominate things for things to happen. You must learn how to speak. Are you getting it? You must learn how to take charge. And Nepios is the one who is learning. A growing Nepios. A growing child who is coming out of Nepios to the next level. Is one who is learning how to take charge of his life. And how to take charge of things. How to take charge of his flesh. How to take charge of everything concerning him. Hallelujah. If his business is not working, he will not sit down and say that my business is not. He will speak to it. Because he knows that his words are full of power. He's le- he begins to learn about authority. 
You see, and then Pius is one who learns to place himself under authority and learns how to use authority. Are you getting it? What I'm saying is so key, eh? It's so important. Or else you will not grow. He must learn to take instructions and use them to also give instructions for someone to use. An abuse. A growing abuse. Hallelujah. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. There are some things that are not given to what? To nepuses. If you give it to them, they'll know you, they'll mess up with it. They'll destroy it. They're on thoughts. They're on thoughts. They've not been thought. I could not speak unto you as unto scripture, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Next verse. You will see what is key about them. Okay? Because of the way they think, because of the misplacement in their purpose, misplacement in their, in their talking, misplacement in their thoughts, they tend to produce unnecessary results. Things that they tend to allow their flesh to have the dominion. Hallelujah. It says, for I have fed you with milk. You remember who the milk belongs to? The milk belongs to what? Breforces, isn't it? All the times that we have mentioned milk, it had to do with what? With the Breforces. How come the Nepios is now being given milk as well? Because you see, the Nepios, the place where he is, he's not functioning as he's supposed to function. Therefore, what he deserves is what? Is to be given milk again. He should be taught the first principles of the oracles of Christ again. Hallelujah. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear. Neither yet now are you able. Oh, Nepios. It's not a start, it's not a sad stage. A growing Nepios is actually very excited. It's a stage in a, in a thing. It's a stage to learn how to, to sit down. It's a stage to become a disciple. It's a stage to become a, a, a student of the word. It's a stage to become thoughts. It's a stage to learn about what spiritual authority. And to use spiritual authority. However, if you don't allow yourself to grow by the way, you will become a babe once again. You become a brave force once again. Even though, you see, an appeals is someone who is around age, age one and a half, two, in terms of the physical. Okay? Age one and a half, two, three. Learning, that is when they are learning how to speak, isn't it? That is when they are, sometimes, these days, the two-year-olds can really talk. They can tell you a lot of things. We saw a, a three-year-old uh, singing the song, Ajay, 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 a three-year-old boy was singing Ajay, hallelujah. So he has learned how to speak. You see, he's a, he's a, he's a nepios. Hallelujah. The nepios root stage grows, he moves from there to age 12. Age 10, 12. When, it, between age 10, age 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the person is learning how to become, to talk. Do you understand? To respect his, the elderly. Okay? To respect himself and respect those who are around him. Learn how to communicate with his friends. Learn how to get friends. Are you getting it? And learns how to talk to those who are ahead of him. Are you understanding? And hence can talk to those who are below him. And talk to those who are with him. Are you understanding? That is an appeal. He's, he's learning so that he can what? He can grow. He's learning so that he can grow. But if a, if a, a small boy who is learning how to talk, does not learn properly, he will become something else. He will become full of strife. Go to the next verse. For ye are yet carnal. For us there is among you envying. Envying and strife and divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? That's why I was saying that they say things, because they are not going, they say that they are sinners. 
and even go to the extent of saying it concerning people. And they go to the extent of envying those who are going on. Are you getting it? And try to even cut their feet. That is why the church is full of nephuses. The church is full of, that is why they cannot bear it when someone is prospering in the ministry. Pastors are, there are many nephuses in the system. Envies, strife, always fighting. This person doesn't like me. This person, they are forgotten that they are no human beings. It is like, I couldn't, I, <laughs> and are you not yet carnal and work as men? We are not men. We are not mere men. Bible says that no, now know we no man after the flesh. We are not just men. We are not just normal people. The church is not the people. The people sitting around you are not just Marilyn is just not is not just a human being. No, she's more than a human being. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Someone saying, "Hey, oh, enjoy a day." She's a child of God, and you must see her as a child of God. You must relate to her as a child of God, not as any other thing. Don't look at her mistakes and criticize her. No, Jesus are the ones who are sitting on the fence and criticizing everybody. They will not do some of the work. Hey, why are they, why is the pastor wearing blue tie and the tie is going up like that? Why, why is it that they have not changed the, uh, the curtains for a very long time? Why, why is it that the church is not arranged this way but it's arranged this way? Why, why? Why are you wearing a blue, a blue dress? I thought you wear a green dress. Always talking about something. Are you getting me? The pure is concerned for. Christian are concerned for. Because they have not learned to conform their speech to who they really are. And they have not learned to see other people as who they really are in the Lord. Strife. Envy. Divisions. Me, I belong. They are the ones who say, I'm of Paul. They don't see the body of Christ. When you go down, you see. They don't see the body of Christ. They always say that, oh, this man of God is not correct. This man of God is not correct. Who told you? Are you, who are you to say that someone is not correct? Who? Who are you to say that someone is it your business? Is it any of your business? Hallelujah. What an appeals needs to do is not to be concerned about everything. He should be concerned about the word of God. He should be concerned about what is being taught. He should be concerned about where he has been planted. He needs to be planted. Put your finger here too. I said you should put your finger away. In Hebrews. So right now we have three fingers. Remind me that we'll go, we'll go back there, okay? Go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians 4 1. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant. You see, even though he's the heir, okay? Even though he's the heir, he's the master. He's supposed to grow to become the master. And rule and have dominion over everything around him. The Bible says that he's not different from what a servant. Do you know what makes someone a servant? The law is what makes someone a servant. The nepiosos are those who receive law instead of receiving grace. They enjoy those who are not growing. Nepiosos who are not growing. You see? That is why I said, if they are not careful, they will make a foolish decision and be planted in a foolish church. Who will be engaged in giving them what? Giving them law. And constantly make them servants. The law brings, makes you a servant. Don't you know that the law makes you a servant? When you read down, you, in Galatians 4, you see it. It says that the law makes what? It says now we are no more servants because we are not under the law anymore. But the enepios remains or still keeps the law. I see it. He's the one when, when we come to church and we say that we don't, we don't say thou shalt not, thou shalt not fornicate. He doesn't enjoy the service. It's like what have you people said? Why didn't you say that we shall not sin? 
Why didn't you say, I mean, you should have said something concerning uh, uh, the law. Why didn't you say anything? Because they are servants and slaves. Because they are, they are like that. You know, small boys who don't know what to do. They, they want to be there still. Am I making sense? What they need is the word of his grace. What, is the, what they need is the word of his grace. They need to hear about the grace of God. And to help them, the grace of God is what gives you or makes you an heir. That is what lets you know that you, didn't, you don't have to do anything for it. Are you getting me? You don't have to do anything for it. He says, now I say that the heir as long as a child, different nothing from a servant. Though he be lord of all, even though he's a lord of all, he's not different from a servant. He's, he's treated as a servant, as a slave. In the things of God. Why? Because he enjoys law. Instead of enjoying grace, he enjoys law. If grace comes, he says, ah, what is this? I don't understand. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. But he's under tutors and governors. He's under tutors and governors. The word tutor, let's, let me check it for you. But he's under tutors. The word tutors is, tutor is epitropos. Say epitropos. Epitropos. E-P-I-T-R-O-P-O-S. And it means one to whose care or honor anything has been instructed. A curator, a guardian, a steward or manager of a household or of lands. So I'm a tutor, isn't it? Am I not a steward of this household? Are the elders not stewards of this household? Are the deacons not stewards of this household? All pastors are stewards of this household, isn't it? Hallelujah. But he's, he's put under tutors. That's why I was telling you that he must sit down. He must learn to sit down. He must learn to sit in the household. Are you getting me? You must learn to sit in the household and be taught the word of God. The word governor also means distributor. Uh, 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 let me, let's probably use, you think I'm lying. So let's go there. Governess. It means oikonomos. It's the same word for uh, economy. It's the same word for a manager of a household. He says the manager of a household, of household affairs. Especially a steward manager, a superintendent. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? That is why I was saying that that person, Nepiosis, must learn to be planted and must learn to become disciplined and become disciples of what is being taught by the tutors and governors in order to grow. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Or else he will never grow. He will never grow. He will be tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine. To prevent any wind of doctrine to come, come and then take him away, he must be planted in the house. And he must be planted with what is being taught. So that he can speak. So that he can learn to speak concerning what has been taught to him. As he learns to speak, he begins to dominate his world. He begins to have dominion over everything. Then strife becomes a thing of the past. The flesh is controlled. Why? Because he begins to gain control over his flesh. So there are so many believers who are fleshly. That is why he was calling them. He says, I called you carnal. I called you fleshly. Hallelujah. What are some of the works of the flesh? Witchcraft. So there are believers who are witch. They have witchcraft. Do you know? What is witchcraft? Destroying. Witchcraft is destruction. Manipulation. Eh? You understand? Have you, you know, man, you know, manipulation. Let, go to Galatians chapter 5. 
verse 19. And let's see some of the work of the flesh there. Oh, hallelujah. He says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery. Don't we see this in believers? Don't we see this around? They are born again pastors who are chasing other people's wives. Do you know why? They are the pills. And they are not learning to grow out of it. At fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Variance is the same as divisions. It's what was said in First Corinthians 3. Emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, nepios, nepios. Oh, hallelujah. Nepios. They, are, they can't hold their flesh in. They have not learned to walk in the spirit. The Bible says, walk ye in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Walk ye in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? To walk in the spirit means to walk in the way. There's nothing, what? You think walking in the spirit means walking in the air? My whole thing is like walking, you are walking in the air. It's like you are developing an ability to walk in the air. That is not what walking in the spirit means. Walking in the spirit means becoming consistent with what the word of God says. That is what, making your life conform completely to what the word of God says. That is what Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 said. It says that he's learning to conform his purpose, thoughts, and actions to all to completely to the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And he says that, as I've also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These people shall not inherit the kingdom. Inherit does not mean entering. There's a difference between entering the kingdom of God and inheriting the kingdom of God. You will, you will enter the kingdom of God as, a, as an abuse, but you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you understand? You cannot rule because you've not learned how to even speak. If you've not learned how to speak, if you've not learned how to rule, then you will not be able to rule with him. So Nepiosis cannot rule with him. Are you understanding me? They cannot rule with him. They have allowed the flesh to gain the dominance, to gain the dominion over them. And hence cannot rule with God. God is looking for people who rule with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's looking for people who rule with him. People who have learned to, uh, to handle their flesh. People who have been taught and are walking in the way. And are speaking and communicating the word. So if I see my brother, I don't insult my brother. I don't see my brother as someone who is not born again. I see him as someone who is born again. So I speak to him as a child of God. Not as a demon child. The way some of you can insult each other. Nepios. You know Nepios. Born again believer in this church, you're poor and you insult someone. What is that? Probably there's a, tran- a transaction going on between the two of you. Then you can dupe the person. Or you can go up around and say something very bad about the person. Nepios. You are not being taught. You've not allowed yourself to be taught. You've not allowed the governess and the tutors to show you what to do. You've not, you've not put yourself under authority. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Am I making sense? Yeah. So there are some people who are jumping, uh, Jonathan's. They are jumping over the place. Jumping Joyce's. Eh? Jumping Jonathan, jumping Joyce. Jumping all over the place. One location to the other. Uh, this Sunday they are here. The next Sunday they are here. They've not learned to settle. If you don't learn to settle, you will not grow. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nepios. 
tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine. Fleshly. 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 Allowing the flesh to have dominance. Strife. You know strife. What does strife mean in terms of... What does strife mean? Anybody to explain strife? Maybe let's get dictionary. And then see what the dictionary says concerning strife. Go back to 1 Corinthians 3, 1. Uh, look at this. 1 Corinthians 3, 3. And let's see the things that are there and then explain it to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strife. Lack of agreement or harmony. Discord. Bitter conflict. Heated, often violent word. Dissension. Lack of agreement or harmony. They sow discord. They sow discord. If they see that these people are together and they are doing well, they will come and sow discord there. Believers. Born again, spirit-filled believers. They enjoy it when they sow discord. Why? Because they are not being taught. They are not learning to grow. Am I making any sense? Then envying. Envying. Can you check envying for me? Envying. Bible says that they comparing themselves with themselves have become unwise. Now, pieces are those who compare. They always compare. Hey, this person is growing. Hey, which one should be? Not even comparing positively, but they compare negatively. It's like I have to outdo this person. A feeling of discontent at others' good fortune or success. When you hear that someone has see that believer, born again believer, your heart smites you. Hey. What a shock. Haters, they're haters. <laughs> when you hear that someone says, it pains you. Nepios. You don't learn to rejoice when other person, other people have some joy in their lives. I see what I'm saying. Am I making sense? Let's read the amplified version of this part, this particular verse. And then we'll see what they are saying. That will continue. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For he has stolen spiritual, having the natural, the nature of the flesh under the control of ordinary impulses. For as long as there are envying and jealousy and wrangling and factions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourselves after human standards and like mere unchanged men? Have you seen it? Behaving like what? Mere unchanged men. It's not right. That's not what God wants for you. God wants you to be thought. God wants you to speak things that are consistent with your nature and with the nature of others. Not the other way around. God wants you to rule and have dominion. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we going to grow out of being an appeals? Are you going to grow out of being an appeals? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go on to the next thing. Let me, let me say one last. The, the, the most important thing you need to know is that the knowledge of the, of the law gives you a servant's mentality. The more you soak things concerning the law, the more of a servant you act. The more you soak things concerning the word of his grace, the more you will learn to rule. The Bible says, how much more they that receive the abundance of grace. There's a grace called the abundance of grace. The abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. They shall rule in life by one, Jesus Christ, as kings in this life. They will rule as kings. That's what the Amplified says. They will rule as kings. So God wants you to rule as a king because you are the heir. You are the heir. You are the heir. You are the one who has inherited him. He wants you to sit in his throne with him on that day. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
But knowledge concerning the word of his grace helps you to rule and have dominion in your flesh and in your world and in your environment. Hallelujah. Now the next level or the next stage is called the Nianisko. Nianisko or Nianiskos. It's sometimes translated Nianisko or Nianiskos. Nianiskos is spelled N-E-A N-E-A-N-I-S-K-O-S. Nianiskos. And it is found in 1 John chapter 2. From verse 13. 1 John 2.13. Alright, let me introduce this and I'll close. I write unto you fathers, because you have known him, that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men, the word young man is Nianisko. I write unto you young men because you have, be, you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. Verse 14. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him not from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong. And the word of God abideth in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. So the young men are those who have grown away from what being an appeals. They are those who have started learning or they have learned how to dominate with their words. They have learned, you see, speech is tantamount to faith. The Bible says that we are having the same spirit of faith as it is written. I have believed, therefore do I speak. We also believe, therefore we speak. So the appeals who has learned about speech, okay, is catapulted into being an anisko. On the Aniscus, being a young man. The young men are those who are strong in faith. They are those who have become, be, began to learn about faith. Those who have be, begun to exercise their faith to get results on every side of their lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They have learned to exercise, they are learning about faith. Seriously. They are learning about the vision of God. When you read Acts chapter 2, let's go to Acts chapter 2. The same word is used there, but a different as something, something different is said about them. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Acts 2, 17. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith the Lord, saith God, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. Your young men shall see what? That word young men is Nyanisko. Your young men shall see visions. They shall see, when he says she shall see visions, He's not talking about only having, it means that if you are a son or daughter, it means that you never have any vision. Do you get it? Or an old man, you never have any vision. No. He's talking about the vision of God's work. Hallelujah. He's talking about the vision of God's work. God's work. The young men are those who have started seeing concerning what God wants done. And proceed by employing their faith to get it done. They don't just exercise their faith anyhow. A young man who is just exercising his faith anyhow is not growing. Because they say that faith can do anything. You use faith to get a, a lady. By faith, I, I grab in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then you are bewitching people in your room. It's here, yeah, it's witchcraft. You stand in your room, I grab, Lord. I grab, I grab, I grab, Lord, in the Lord. I grab, Lord. I grab, Lord, in the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I grab, Lord, in the Ah, Lord, in the Ah, Lord, in you are, you are using your faith wrongly. They are those who are learning about the vision of God. 
those who are learning to employ faith alongside the vision of God. Because, you see, if you don't do that, there's something to be said about them as well. The Bible says, love not the world, nor the things of the world. If a Nyanisko is not learning properly, he begins to love the world. He begins to love the things of God. He begins to lose focus if he doesn't keep his vision on God. Because one of the key things is that they shall see vision. The young men shall see the vision. They shall acknowledge the purpose of God and shall begin to follow hard after the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the case of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. Let's go to Acts chapter 5. When, have you read it, have you read it before? There was a man called Ananias with his wife called Sapphira. The word Ananias means grace, the graced one. Do you know? The word Ananias. But a certain man named Ananias, Ananias, I'm explaining Ananias to you. Ananias means what? The graced one or the favored one. The one who has what? So Ananias represents grace. Are you getting it? Uh, with Sapphira, his wife. Sapphira represents the law. Sold the possession. Sold the possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being uh, privy to it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Go on. But Peter said, Ananias, why has thou, why has Satan filled thine heart to light the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Okay? The long and short is that Ananias fell down and died. And the people who carried Ananias were the young men. And when his wife, Sapphira, also came and also died, the people who carried, go to verse 10, you see it. Go to verse 10. So Ananias is dead. Young men carried him. The wife is now dying. In verse 10. Then fell she, Sapphira, down straight away at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men, the young men came in. The young men is Nyanisko. The young men came in and found her. And carrying her for buried her by her husband. In other words, the young men are those who have located the vision of God concerning the grace of God. And are emphatic on not mixing grace with law. If you miss grace with law, if Ananias and Sapphira get married, death is what will be produced. Are you getting it? So they are the ones who have seen, are you understanding what I'm saying? They are the ones who have seen the vision of God and are not mixing the vision of God with what? With the law. And are killing all those who mix grace with law. And ensure that grace is never mixed with law. Are you understanding? They carry all the things, the people who are mixing grace with law to the grave and bury them. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says they are strong. The young men are strong. And they have overcome the wicked one. They know who they are. They, are, they don't just know. They are strong in it. They know who the devil is. And they know how to beat the devil every time. They know how to, where to keep the devil. They prevent the devil from accusing them. They prevent the devil from being, doing whatever he wishes with them. They see the vision of God. And they ensure that the vision of God is accomplished without any mixture with law. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Are you a young man? Are you a young man? Say, I'm a young man. Stay in faith. Wherever you are, you will be prepared there in Jesus' name. Say, I'm a young man. One guy came to see me on Sunday, on Tuesday or so, and said, Pastor, I'm a technon. One guy in church. He said that, Pastor, I'm a technon. I'm a technon. Yeah, I'm a technon. I said that you have to grow. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Are you going to grow? Are you going to grow? It's a choice. It's a decision. Make that choice and see yourself grow into many glorious things designed by God for you. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much and God bless you for listening. This message was brought to you by Christ World Incorporated, a thriving ministry which God is using to bring his people into their inheritance. For any further information, contact these numbers 0245-959460 or 020-7505-740. You can also like our Facebook page and be updated on all issues. Christ World, the world where Christ is all and in all. God bless you.